Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. On your way home today, I want you to ask someone who you came to church with, am I more patient now than I was last year? And if they give you an immediate, (laughs) then you know that... You're not. But we can pray and say, Lord, change me. Help me to be growing in faith. Lord, help me to be growing in love. And Lord, help me to be more patient. Now, the word patience here is a steadfast endurance to continue in your walk with the Lord no matter what the circumstances are. And so even though things were difficult, they didn't quit. People were beating them and wanting to arrest them and throw them in prison, and yet they were patient in their walk with the Lord. They continued to seek God. And I think sometimes we can be kind of impatient with God. We're like, God, I'm used to Wendy's and Jack in the Box. I go in, what I order up, it comes out in a few minutes, and that's the way it is. And so then we think that, you know, God's an American, and so, Lord, I'm praying. This person's bothering me. I want you to fix them. And then the next day, God, what's wrong with you? It's not fixed. And so that's not patience. (laughs) You know, uh, the Bible tells us that we need to continue to pray, and we need to continue in that steadfast endurance in our spiritual journey, not to be quitters not to give up any parent doesn't want their kid to be a quitter and I remember when I lived in Sacramento uh, I had a paper route and I used to deliver the Sacramento Bee and those papers were big it was before the internet man it seemed like the Sunday paper was that big and then like everybody got it too nobody had smartphones nobody had the internet and so you know they got these paper boys and and they slaved them to ride their bikes around early in the morning and and 800 pounds of newspapers and, you, and I remember I was like oh I want to get a paper out and so got a paper out and I did it for about a week and I was like man this is lame and I told my dad I'm gonna quit and he's like no you're not gonna quit I'm like what do you mean I'm not gonna quit and he's like you can't quit you just started and I'm like well, I don't like it. He's like, well, too bad. You said you're going to do it. You're going to do it. And then, you know, I'm like, well, how long do I have to do it? I'm like, I don't know. You need to call him. So I call him like, hey, how long before I can quit? <laughs> and so uh, then they said something like, yeah, find somebody else. I'm like, well, who wants to do this job? Anyway, so, but God doesn't want you as a Christian to be a quitter. He doesn't want you to give up when just some difficulty comes your way. These people were being beaten and put in prison. And how would you react if that happened? See, sometimes we get all offended if somebody at church says something to us we don't like. <laughs> I'm going to another church, (laughs) you know. I'll show you God. I'm never going to church for another 10 years or whatever. And, you know, for me, I get very convicted when I talk to people like Saeed or Nagme. You know, when Saeed was here, you know, he'd tell me, oh, yeah, I'm going to go preach, and they're going to arrest me probably. And I'm like, what if they torture you? He's like, they tortured the Apostle Paul. And then here I am like, man, I get offended if somebody says something bad about my sermon. You know, it's like, and I just just think, man, I got to toughen up, you know. And I think that as Paul was talking to them about their spiritual journey to be growing in your faith, to be growing in your love, to be growing in patience. And I think for all of us to realize that your Christian journey is a lifelong experience. And your Christian journey is like a long marathon. You ever watch the uh, Boston Marathon? It seems like they run for hours and hours. And if you're in that race, it seems like your whole lifetime. You know, I don't know how long it is, but, but you're your, your spiritual journey is a long journey. It isn't like a short thing, so you've got to pace yourself. You've got to be ready to run with endurance all the way to the end. 
And for me, I want to finish well. I remember hearing a pastor say, well, as a Christian, you don't really need to work on getting to heaven because Jesus died for you and that's a done deal. Well, Jesus did die for you, but all of us have a lot of quirky idiosyncrasies and weird stuff that could derail us. And so I think to myself, man, I want to be focused and I want to run the race with endurance. I want to make it to the end. I don't want to be a Christian who just gets there halfway through my Christian life and then go off the rails. And I know people who do that. And I just think, man, how sad. God has great things in store for you and, and then you're, you're whacking out. And so Paul said in Hebrews 12, he said, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us. Now he's talking about running a race. You know, racers don't put on cowboy boots and a backpack full of bricks. They lighten up, get the lightest little shorts, lightest little shoes, saying, put aside every weight and sin so easily ensnares us and run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And so we want to run with endurance. And so I would ask you, physically, what is your endurance? How far can you run? Half a mile? You know, the track at the high school, that's a quarter of a mile. Can you run that one time, full speed? Can you run it four times? That's a mile. Y'all laughing like, Pastor Bob, do you know your audience? <laughs> All right. Well, let's take that analogy to your spiritual realm. How tough are you spiritually? What kind of endurance do you have spiritually? Can you come to church two Sundays in a row and have somebody say something offensive to you and still come back a third Sunday? Or you're like, nope, that's it. Two times, I'm out. I'm not going to church ever again. What if the pastor says something offensive? Ah, I'm out, right? I mean, God wants you to have endurance, right? People who have endurance are tough and they don't give up and they don't quit. And so I would ask you, how is your spiritual health? Are you tough? Can you endure a lot? You know, the uh, Super Bowl is this weekend, and, you know, the, the Seattle Seahawks said that their last game to get to the Super Bowl, they said it was like being in a fight, and we were just getting punched all around, getting all beat up, and the guy said, but we didn't give up. We just kept going. And so, you know, how much can you take before you would give up in your relationship with God? How many times could you be offended? How many times could you fail? I mean, are you going to give up for some little, little thing or some big thing? How big a thing would come along before you would give up? See, I determined that I'm never going to give up. I'm going to follow Jesus because he died on the cross for my sins, and I'm going to give my life to serve him and follow him until I can't breathe anymore. Now, I don't know if I'm going to preach in this pulpit until that long because, <laughs> you know, maybe be boring by then. But, you know, I mean, just, you know, I want to serve the Lord, and I want to make it to the end. And so how do you do that? You have to have endurance. And, and so what does it say in Hebrews 12.1? Lay aside every weight and sin which easily ensnares us. So what slows you down in your spiritual journey? What slows you down in growing in your faith? What slows you down in growing in love? Sin. So when you have sin in your life, it, it bogs you down. And it's like a heavy weight. It's like trying to run a race with, with you know, big old, uh, man, my son Dave has this backpack and he has these giant books in there, math books. I don't know what's in there. And man, it's heavy. I can barely lift it up. <laughs> and you put that thing on your back and it's like, oh. And, there's, and, and you know, if you have a bunch of sin in your life and you have things in your life that hinder you in your relationship with God, the Bible tells us, get rid of those things, man. Get rid of it. Whatever it is, whatever sin, whatever weight holds you back, then, you know, get rid of it and run the race with endurance. Don't give up. Make it to the end. If I were to say, how many of you want to follow Jesus to the end of your life? Everybody would raise their hand, right? If I would say, how many of you want to follow Jesus for three months and six days, and then you want to go off the rails and become an alcoholic? Would anybody raise their hand? Nobody would, right? But if I were to say, how many of you know people who've done that? Everybody would raise their hand, right? We all know people who used to go to church last year who aren't here this year. And where are they? They're just whacking out. They're just wasting their life away. They're living after the flesh, letting sin control their life. And are they happy? No. Are they enjoying life? No. Why do they do it? 
you know, because the flesh is deceptive and sin is deceptive. And so Paul is, uh, you know, encouraging this church. You guys are doing great in your faith, in your love, in patience, and going through these persecutions and tribulations. And, and so he says in verse 5, which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you also suffer, since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you. In other words, he's saying to those Christians there that were being persecuted, he's saying, look, God is going to repay those people who persecute you. They're not going to get away with it. Now, this is a very powerful truth for every Christian because we think that if somebody does us wrong, we got to get them back, right? And I grew up with that. I, I've told y'all before, I had a redheaded stepmom, and she said, I don't get angry, I get even. And so maybe you've grown up with that same philosophy and didn't even know it. But we're not, as Christians, we're not supposed to try to get even. We're not supposed to try to, somebody does you wrong, let it go, move on. God has better things for you. In Romans 12, he said this, repay no one evil for evil. Now, what that means is if somebody does evil to you, don't do it back. It doesn't mean if you bought something that's illegal and evil, you don't have to pay for it. No, it means that if, if you have had somebody do evil towards you, don't do evil back. And he says, if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. That's God's will for you, to be a peaceable person. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. So do not avenge yourself. What does that mean? It means you don't have to pay him back. God is going to deal with them right? Now, as a Christian, that's a different way to live than the world. The world lives, hey, I got to pay you back. And, you know, a lot of people live their whole life in anger, and they let bitterness get involved in their mind, and their heart, and their soul, and they, they just can't really function and do the things that God has in store for them because they're so consumed with bitterness and unforgiveness and anger because they think they need to avenge themselves. And God wants us to forgive and, and move forward because when you're angry at somebody, it doesn't hurt them. It just hurts you. They're just laughing at you. When my sister used to get angry with me when we were teenagers, it was kind of fun. I would like to see if she could throw things and break things, and she would just be fuming mad, and I would just be laughing. In fact, I'd invite some of my friends over. I'm like, watch this, and then I'd get her all mad, and then she'd throw stuff, and they would all laugh, and it was kind of fun. But do you think her anger did anything to me? No. And it's the same if you're angry with someone at work or your family members. Your anger isn't hurting them. It's hurting you. So God wants us to be able to move forward and not feel like we need to repay everybody who's done us wrong. Because here's the thing. In this life, a lot of people are going to do you wrong. A lot of people are going to say things and do things that are hurtful. And here's the deal. I would not be here right now if I didn't live by this philosophy. Because people say things and do things no matter what you do. Whether you're in, a, in the world at work or whether you're teaching Sunday school or teaching a Bible study or your church, wherever, you know, things, you're going to be offended. People are going to say things, do things, but you got to toughen up and you got to move on and don't let that hinder you. Now, uh, because God's going to repay them and that's just good for me to know, hey, God's going to repay them and what God's going to give them is a lot worse than what I could give them. And so Paul's encouraging them, even though you're being persecuted, hey, God's going to repay them. And now, we know that they're going to get repaid, and, and he says in verse 7, and to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. And so he's starting to talk about Jesus' return, and he says, hey, look, there's a day coming when all the Christians will have rest in righteousness, and all the unrighteous will live in fear because they're going to experience God's wrath. And he's going to talk about in this book about the great tribulation. And so he's saying, look, but that's not what you're experiencing now. So he says in verse 8, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so 
during the great tribulation, the Bible says, if you read the book of Revelation, that's God's wrath being poured out on this earth. And now some people would say to me, well, Pastor Bob, I disagree with that. Well, that's fine. Revelation 6, 17 says this, for the great day of his wrath. Who do you think he's talking about? Bob, Suze, Julie, it's God. The great day of his wrath has come and who is able to stand? So Revelation 6, 17 tells us that when all the bad stuff starts happening in the book of Revelation, it's God's wrath being poured out on the wicked who choose to reject Christ. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you, and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.